Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Well, that's not exactly true. Mark Lawrence is on vacation this week, so with me is Steve Kushaloff. Good morning, Steve. Good, Good to see you, sir. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, sir. Glad to have you on the program to represent the liberal point of view as oh. you do so well and with such grace and elegance. <laughs> Never mind. I, I can uh, feel the dagger <laughs> going in as you speak. Ah, uh, well. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicle, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They're the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, and they're a master towing service with decades of experience. We are delighted this morning to have asked for and received a call from Congressman Dan Muser, 9th District of Pennsylvania, Republican from Dallas, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Congressman Muser. Good to hear from you, sir. Good morning, Joe. Happy to be with you. You know, normally we start in by grilling you and asking you questions, but today we're going to do it a little differently. What would you like to talk to us about this morning, Congressman? Well, um, we have a lot going on in Washington, of course. Um, uh, you know, I did receive information that Mark did want to one thing he wanted to ask about was, um, in his words, that it was easy to it's easy to point out problems, but what are you folks doing, Republicans and Democrats uh, in Congress, doing to to find solutions? And that's a good question that a good number of people uh, tend to ask me. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the district, and usually what people do are really complain about the 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 policies that are failing. Um, right now, so I could I could kind of address both of those. You know, we do our very best to <clears throat> find solutions. You know, I was in business for many years, and and solutions and results are, aren't the uh, the best thing; they're the only thing. And I I, I am on the problem solvers um, caucus, and we work together, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, not all that often, but it's a very interesting caucus to be on, you know, just to hear from the other side. And I think people should know that. There's more than you think that are in the in the so-called middle or moderate Democrats. But to me, it's not a right and left thing. It's a right and wrong thing. I mean, let's just look at the policies that are being enacted right now from a national security standpoint. I mean, we just we just dis I disagree, as do most Americans, with how the president and the Democrats in the House and Senate are handling our border. Our border, our southern border, is a, is an absolute total national disgrace. Uh, people are dying. Drugs are coming into our country in uh, in droves. It's just, and they're doing nothing to correct it. It's outrageous. Um, the hundreds of thousands of people a month are, are, are crossing our, our border illegally. Uh, many of them dying along the way. 
many of them bring, bringing in drugs um, and then just disappearing into our country. And yet, and yet we have the Biden administration tells us that the border is under control. Um, that's insulting to uh, everybody's intelligence as well. Um, you know, and then and then let's even talk about what they're doing to our our uh, what the Democrats largely are doing to our domestic energy, right? I mean, they have an all-out assault on natural gas, on on domestic oil, and meanwhile we do it cleaner and drill it, I should say, and produce it cleaner than any country in the world by far. And yet, you know, the president just got back from Saudi Arabia, um, you know, asking them to increase their production capacity. And yet he's not seeking that from Texas or Pennsylvania. Wow, in the world does that make sense? And then just to add insult to, to that, they want to blame it on gas stations. They actually blamed gas stations. I have many friends in, um, in Columbia County and the surrounding counties that own gas stations. The President of the United States blamed them for the high gasoline prices and, and called it price gouging. Meanwhile, they're, they're, they're uh, making about six five cents to six cents at best on um, on, a, on a gallon of, of gasoline and yet it's the uh, the skyrocketing costs which which of course enhance inflation enhance the cost of food it enhance the cost of everything are entirely the result of of the biden policy so how do you how do you work with uh, just on those two examples how do you work with the other side when they ignore problems and not only try to don't try to fix them, they keep on doing the same thing that caused them, um, uh, which which obviously just just makes it worse. So there's a there's a little bit of what's going on. So, uh, Congressman, this is Steve Kushloff. I'm co-hosting with Joe today. Uh, w- one thing I do want to point out real quickly: um, you kind of lump uh, Democrats all in together on this. Uh, Opposition yep. to uh, you know energy exploration. Um, one Democrat who I don't think is uh, opposed to that, and I just was reading about him this morning, is uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Fetterman in Pennsylvania. He has not come out against uh, fracking, which, um, as you know, there's a lot of division within the Democratic Party on whether fracking is uh, bad for the environment or not, but. There's a Democrat who is not opposed to it. But um, more importantly, the question I did want to ask you, if you were sitting in the Oval Office, uh, what would you do now uh, that would take um, that would have a significant impact on inflation? And, you know, we could talk about oil exploration, et cetera, but I'm talking about what can you do that within a reasonably short time would impact inflation. Well, there's a number of things to do, and I just want to address uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman for a moment. The man is a self-proclaimed socialist uh, in the Bernie Sanders uh, realm, probably even extreme to, to that. And look, he's entitled to be who he wants to be. But if you want to send someone to the Senate that is going to be nothing but a rubber stamp to the most extreme policies of this administration, from spending to uh, forcing increases in, in, in inflation, to open borders, uh, to being soft on crime, um, to raising taxes on business. You know, I don't know what school these guys went to uh, it, within the Biden administration or the Democrats, for instance. They, they, they think they're going to curb inflation by increasing taxes on small businesses. That's just, that just, that, that just mind-boggling. 
And what it is, is it's an ideology. It's not a plan to make things better. It's following an ideology. And Fetterman, for instance, and, all, and, I'm, and, and I'm almost going to say all Democrats, okay, believe in this green energy, in, um, aggressive green energy. We all want to see a transition for, for, for clean energies, but their aggressiveness towards it is what's causing all of these disruptions. And I'm just going to add this, Steve. When, when I lump them all together, there's a reason for that. Because most Democrats, okay, that 98% of them, vote with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time. Not, you know, not four out of five times, not nine out of ten times, ten out of ten times, a hundred out of a hundred, a thousand out of a thousand. So if they're voting for these policies, okay, how can you not say that they're also responsible for them? And they are policies that, that maybe are favorable in San Francisco, but they're not favorable in Berwick. They're not favorable in Bloomsburg. They're not favorable in, in, in Tawanda or Susquehanna County or, um, or anywhere, uh, for that matter, in eastern central Pennsylvania. But, you know, to, to your point on, on inflation, look, there's a few things that have to be done. First, we have to stop spending. We've spent, we, I was part of the big spend in 2020. Okay, guilty as charged. We spent $5 trillion getting ourselves out of the COVID and funding for hospitals and everything else. Um, the Biden folks came in afterwards and felt that that wasn't enough, so they did this rescue plan where they spent another $2.5 trillion. This money has not even entered the system yet, and it is going to continue to, to make inflation worse. And yet, and yet they've got bills left and right, to, um, or mainly left, to um, to spend more, I mean they got they got spending plans that are that are unbelievable right now. They still want to do that build back better. The excessive spending has it's been a contributor to inflation. Secondly, so so you got to stop the spending. Secondly, the Fed the Fed plays a role here. The Fed needs to do a better job, and they they need to be inching up interest rates rather than treating things harshly. But the Fed had no idea that the Biden administration was going to spend the way it did, nor did they realize the assault on our domestic energy, what that would do, and then throw in their Putin's war. But let's, let's get to that for a second. When you, when you threaten an, an industry, those investing in an industry, when you don't issue any patent, any, excuse me, permits, they've issued two permits, Biden administration, since being in office. But Barack Obama, in his first year and a half, issued over 200 permits. They're prohibiting um, um, drilling on, on federal lands um, and uh, and causing just major, major disruptions in our ability to be energy independent. And what that does is that exposes us to geopolitical events. And enter, enter Vladimir Putin, he invades the Ukraine, and uh, because of that, the whole world, because America gave up our independence, the whole world was now... Um, vulnerable uh, to and impacted by uh, that severe uh, geopolitical event of the invasion of the Ukraine. So, so we need to fortify our energy industry. We need to stop the spending. The Fed needs to, to play its role, and we need to drive. We need to drive supply. We need to help our businesses grow. We don't tax them. We lower taxes, or at least keep the taxes where they are and make them predictable. So we produce more in the United States. Right now, inflation is because demand exceeds supply. We need, some people feel, and it's unbelievable to me in the Biden administration, they need to weaken demand. 
by by hurting our economy. No, why don't we why don't we fortify the supply side, <clears throat> stop buying goods from China, and um, and meet and meet the demand with production with work. Well, that's so fair enough. Those are a few examples. Let's switch gears for a minute, Congressman. Um, the House, I guess, passed a democratically-led and um, uh, endorsed bill to codify abortion as a, um, well, the law of the land instead of the Supreme Court having to make that kind of a decision. Obviously, at least it seems to me, we're never going to arrive at any consensus on this issue. But is there some common sense floor we could put in? Let's say, let's say uh, in the case of rape, incest, or the health of the mother, that a, an abortion could be guaranteed. But then after that, it's up to the states. I guess what I'm asking, is there any kind of compromise that can take this very divisive issue and get it to some kind of settlement? Well, you know, the, what happened, of course, with Roe v. Wade and... Planned Parenthood versus Casey, it was overturned because the court said it had no, should have a role in, it should maintain neutrality. That's all that occurred. They didn't over, they overturned it, but they maintained what they had prior neutrality. So the states, of course, as you well know, um, it, it, it's left up to the states. In Pennsylvania, uh, abortion is legal um, a, a, um, p- before 24 weeks. Um, and you, you stating, should we have some sort of common denominator, common sense? Well, look at what, <laughs> look at what the Democrats just passed. I mean, um, I don't believe one Republican, and you have some moderate Republicans in the House, voted for it because it was truly excessive, to say the least. It, it, it it's a, provides for complete abortion on demand with no time frame whatsoever and prohibits states from enacting anything other than than allowing abortions with to uh, with um, uh, uh, on demand, if you will, um, at any time frame, and and it also passed some other things, making it illegal to stop an adult from transporting a minor across state lines to have an abortion. I mean, what, when do you think I'm going to let? My children are over 18 now, but what parent is going to be okay with a stranger taking their their minor child across state lines for any reason, let alone an abortion? That's what they just passed. So we, we now, they just passed that on the House floor. The American people should know that, and I believe every Democrat voted for it. I mean, that is extreme. We, you know, prior to that vote on Friday, well, it's not law yet, and it's not going to pass the House. You know, here you had Nancy Pelosi all proud of herself, standing up at the dais, you know, patting herself on the back. <clears throat> Meanwhile, once again, passing a messaging bill, because it, it has no chance of getting through the Senate, because you need 60 votes. Uh, yet, here they, they passed the most extreme abortion-on-demand bill. Prior to that, the United States was in the top seven, being the most lenient on abortions with seven other nations. We were in the top seven. You know what we're in now? If that what they passed came in with it was law, we'd be in the top three. And guess who else we'd be with? We'd be with North Korea and China, with the with the most lenient and, and wacko um, of, of abortion um, uh, laws, allowing for abortions uh, to um, uh, to birth, you know, partial birth abortions. So, you know, talk about extremities. The American people should know that's what that's what the, the Democrats in the House just passed. Steve, you're pushing. Well, you know, I was, uh, while you were speaking, uh, Congressman, 
uh, one of the things you criticized Biden about was this uh, Build Back Better plan, which, uh, due to Joe Manchin, is probably not going to happen. Uh, and certainly there are, as I'm sure you know, there are provisions in Build Back Better that may look more like um, social issues, uh, housing, et cetera. But Build Back Better does include a great deal of support uh, for business, for business growth. Um, Moody's, which is um, not exactly a liberal think tank, uh, Moody's has uh, endorsed it. Uh, it's uh, estimated Build Back Better would add about 1.5 million jobs. So I think um, to say that Build Back Better simply includes uh, you know nothing but social issues, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, getting back to uh, Lute the lieutenant governor, um, you uh, describe him as just a, uh, you know, a rubber stamp uh, socialist. Again, that that's just a mischaracterization. I mean, the guy is uh, middle of the road on on fracking, as I said, and uh, middle of the road on a Green New Deal. Um, what does middle of the road mean? Is he you either for it or, or, or against it? Fracking, natural gas is the cleanest energy it's the reason that the u.s has reduced our, our carbon emissions the only industrialized nation that has and look he's going to vote along with bernie sanders and unfortunately unless republicans republicans can come out to vote uh i'll be i'll very sadly be, be proven true when, when he gets into um, or accurate once once he gets into the senate i mean there's no debating whether or not john Fetterman is a is a moderate. He's a he's a, 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 a very much of a left wing extremist from from his own mouth and words. And um, you know, if you want to make him out to be something he's not, uh, that's being being very disingenuous to uh, to the listeners. Well, what about let's move on from Cong from Fetterman for a minute and go into another national issue that's getting some credence. And of course, that's the ongoing and never-ending debate about gun control. Now, the House and Senate recently passed and the President signed some really common-sense things that could be done. But we're still having shootings. We had another one over the weekend in the mall in uh, somewhere out in the Midwest where um, a gun was shot or where, where a guy with a gun actually took out the shooter. Is there anything else we can or should be doing to curb gun control? Does it make sense to have more background checks or red flag laws? What, what should we be looking at now, or is what you just did solve the problem? Yeah. Well, you know, and look, I don't want to um, just, just sound like a, a, a standard Republican, but I will sound like a, hopefully, a standard American. I mean, Chicago this past weekend had something like 30 shootings and 15 murders. Um, in Philadelphia last year, we had more murders in Philadelphia than we had in than there were in New York City, and yet New York City has three times the population. I don't know why we turn a blind eye from the disaster created by the courts and the district attorneys in Philadelphia. I mean, this is this is uh, 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 you know, I mean, this this is this is just outrageous. These are Americans being gunned down by by Americans on a, on a regular basis. Um, so. Now, and then we have, of course, the, the absolute uh, catastrophes of Uvalde and Buffalo and, and, and uh, you know, other places, which is, which is outrageous. So, so clearly we have a problem in the United States. So one, on the, on the first hand, talking about the city issues, uh, which tend to be city issues, 
uh, we need a high level of enforcement. All right, these folks began defunding and devaluing and demoralizing the police. Now, let's not say that that didn't happen. That happened. Recruitment for police is way down. Um, police are afraid of their own shadow. Um, and you got a court system uh, run, run, I know Steve's not going to like this, but by Democrats for, for decades that are just letting people out of jail after committing armed, armed robbery within a day, armed carjacking. Uh, Mary Gay Scanlon, a member of Congress in Philadelphia, was carjacked at gunpoint. Um, a couple of the, 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 like three people, two were uh, 17. They, they got out in a day. The other one was 18. He, he, was, he was held for like four days. Okay, so if we don't, if we don't think we got a, a problem with enforcement, we, we are once again kidding ourselves. Okay, so, so but onto, onto the gun issue. Look, a bill was passed in, in the House. And a lot of it was good, all right? That's the bottom line. A lot of it was good. It was for school hardening. It was for more school funding. Um, it had a lot of mental illness um, funding in it and programs. And I was all for all of that. Uh, and then it got into um, the boyfriend loophole. I, I was fine with that. And, yeah, our background checks need to work. They need to work perfectly, just like a credit card check for crying out loud. They need to work perfectly. And, yes, do I think that somebody's uh, youth background should appear on on the Knicks program if they you know if somebody was known to be driving down the road shooting dogs and cats or or uh, you know robbing cars should that at gunpoint should that appear on their um, instant check system for a firearm absolutely when they were 17 or 16 years mm-hmm. old it should be a disqualifier and then and then they got to go to go to court to try to try to figure it out from there but the problem with that bill was it did not provide for due process with with firearms in fact i issued an amendment that that and and i i kind of i could have been favorable to it as long as there's due process in these red flags you can't and it can't be hearsay it needed to be an evidentiary standard you can't just have a neighbor say hey my neighbor's crazy i saw him yelling and screaming and then you know have the police go in and and you know take take his guns or take his firearm. That, that's or a, even, that's yeah, an I'm excellent sorry. point. I'm sorry. We're up against the, the end of the program, sure. this segment. Yeah. Thank you, Congressman, so much for taking the I time to be it. with us today. Dan, you always have an open mic, and uh, call back anytime or stop in when you can. Thanks. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, I appreciate Dan. it. Take care, Congressman. Thank Bye. you very much. Okay, we thank Congressman Muser for uh, calling us this morning, and we um, have to take a quick break. We're up against the top of the end of the segment, so we'll take that break, and we'll be back with more of On the Mark in just a minute on WKOK. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 
Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Jim McGranahan along with Steve Kushaloff. Mark Lawrence is taking a well-earned week off this week. He will be back with us next week. So, Steve, you keep pounding the congressman on Fetterman and whether or not Fetterman would be a good candidate for the United States Senate. He does say he has socialist tendencies. Is that what the American people, the people of Pennsylvania, want? You know, I... He went out of his way. His campaign went out of its way to take to uh, to respond to the ads that were saying that Fetterman himself had called himself a social democrat. Uh, he railed against those ads, and they, and they were they were taken down. Uh, I don't I don't think um, John Fetterman is a socialist. The other thing is, every indication that you see or hear from Fetterman, the guy is enormously independent. Uh, He does not, you know, I realize a lot of times we vote on what our perception of the individual is. Uh, The perception I get of John Fetterman is nobody's going to be dictating to him what he should do or say. Including his doctors. I mean, here's a guy, I have the same condition he had. Yes. And I was told if I didn't take the medication, I would likely have a stroke. Okay. I took it. Yeah. He didn't. He, so here's a, here's a guy that wants to make decisions about our health, whether or not we take marijuana and all the other things, when he won't even listen to common sense medical advice that isn't out there on the fringe. It's standard. Well, now he's back and looks healthy as ever. No, he doesn't. Well, he's dodged every campaign appearance the so, um, you know, I think um, I wouldn't get all. See, once again, I mean, one one minute we're talking about is the guy a socialist. The next thing we're talking about, does he listen to his doctor? He's a science denier. You you get very upset about science deniers when it came to the virus. Get upset about him denying well, the science. Now I got ten minutes to look up John <laughs> Fetterman's health. Well, okay, you do that. We'll be back with more of on the mark after we had take a break for the news. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushloff. This is WKOK Sunbury, Pennsylvania. You're listening to On the Mark. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And as I said at the last segment, Mark is on vacation this week. He will be back next week. I'm here today with Steve Kushaloff. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open now. We have open phones. Call us at 1-800-795-9565 or email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. They are and have been a family-owned dealership since 1915. You'll find them at 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. And as I said, you can find them on the web at that address. Check out their online specials, or you can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your specifications. Click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver Package. And be sure to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service 
on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for tires. And they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Taking a quick look at the news headlines this morning, jury selection begins today uh, for the trial of a Texas truck driver accused of killing a woman last year and dumping her body off Interstate Route 80. The homicide case against Tracy Ray Collins, Jr., 30, is expected to go to trial in Union County Courthouse this fall. Rollins is set to stand trial for allegedly slain Rebecca Landreth and leaving her body at the Mile Run Interchange off I-180 in February of 2021. Landreth is 47 from Virginia, uh, was 47 from Virginia. She was shot at least 18 times in the head, neck, and chest inside the cab of Rollins' tractor-trailer truck. A Mount Pleasant Mills man remains behind bars after being convicted of sexually assaulting a young girl. The Daily Item reports 37-year-old Chad W. Dickinson was accused of sexually assaulting the 12-year-old girl from June 2019 through November of 2020. Dickinson was convicted of eight charges, including felony statutory sexual assault and aggravated assault. The Daily Item says he was returned to the Snyder County Prison and awaits sentencing later this year. A portion of the Susquehanna Trail near Warrior Run High School is now closed through the middle of next month for a reconstruction project. PennDOT says Susquehanna Trail is closed between Rovendale Drive and Route 54. PennDOT said the roads closed Thursday and will remain closed until August 17th, weather permitting. PennDOT says the contractor for the Warrior Run School District is reconstructing a portion of the Susquehanna Trail and the entryway leading into the district complex. A detour using Rovendale Drive, Route 44, and Route 54 will be in place for the duration of the project. And that's our quick look at the news headlines. We're back and we've got two calls waiting and we'll get to them. Mike, you're on the mark from Bloomsburg. Good morning, sir. Yeah, speaking of the mark, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed uh, Mark's not on today because, you know, he's accused me of endlessly dumping on Joe Biden and the Democrats. And, and I'm here to say I'm going to give uh, Joe Biden some credit this morning. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Give him credit. Okay. Steve will be happy. Well, when, uh, you know, right before, uh, well, I guess it was right after the uh, the war started there in uh, Europe, uh, President Biden came out and uh, got a lot of people together and imposed some sanctions. And he, he was right when he said the sanctions would be devastating and crippling. Uh, he was right about that, but he just forgot to mention it would be the EU and the United States that were going to be on the receiving end of those sanctions and uh, so he, he did get he did get the sanctions right that they would be crippling, but he, he got it wrong who they were really going to be affecting. Well, that's not a bad point. Steve and I were talking about that off air, and of course Steve disagrees, but I said, you know, remember Joe Biden promised all these terrible things were going to happen to the Russians. Their economy would be in shambles, they'd be destroyed economically, uh, become a pariah in the world, and yet we're the ones who are begging other countries for oil and gas, and we're the ones paying 11% inflation now. That's that's absolutely right. And, not, and I'm glad that Steve's here because I want to share my version of reality with Steve. I believe right now that Russia is essentially in the driver's seat of what's going on in Europe. And, and if we were to do a root cause analysis of this situation, how it got to be like this, I, I, there's a lot of blame to go around. But I think essentially the problem is this. The political leaders in the United States and Europe, the EU especially, they basically caved in to the left-wing zealots that said the world was ending from climate change. 
And the political pressure was put on our politicians such that if they didn't become woke climate climate change believers and uh, you know start throttling back on our uh, fossil fuels, they wouldn't be voted in office. And let's face it, if you're a politician, your number one goal is to stay in office and get the paycheck. So what has happened is we have started this transition into what they call it green energy. Okay, we but we didn't plan it properly. We got the, what do they say, the the cart in front of the horses. And as a result, this is devastating. And and, and the the inflation, much of the inflation is being caused by uh, energy, okay? But survival is it, it, you know, survival is not guaranteed for a lot of people now because if Russia doesn't provide the gas for uh, Europe, they they may not, a lot of people are going to die this winter. And we haven't even talked about the food, the price of fertilizer and the price of food and, and, and famine. So I think that basically this was really a bad strategy by our politicians. We tried to switch over to green energy without having a plan. You know, what do they say? Good planning gets good results. Well, this was very poor planning, and we're seeing the bad results right now. Well, I that's, want to speak for I don't want to speak for Steve, but when we were talking about this off air, he points out that we don't really know what's going on in Russia and how badly they're being impacted by the uh, what sanctions that were placed on them. And, and I guess there is a certain validity to that point. We don't know what's going on inside of Russia, do we? No, we don't know, but the people in Russia have survived many, many things over the past. But the one thing that we do have to look at is the countries that are participating in the sanctions and the countries that aren't, okay? And if you look, if you add up all the people in the world, the ones that are participating are being outnumbered by the ones that aren't. So it's not like we have got the whole world against Russia. I mean, India is not against them. Much of the Middle East isn't against them. China's obviously not against them. So they're, they're, they're selling their oil at a high price. I mean, it's, it's a high price by you know everyday standards. It's lower than the world market, but they're still selling their oil. They're still getting money. And let's face it, I, Joe Biden's going to be gone, and Putin's still going to be standing. And it was Joe Biden that said he can't stay in office, you know, speaking about Putin. So I think Joe Biden, and I'm not blaming him specifically about this big mess. I'm, I'm blaming our politicians and the Democrat left zealots that have a stranglehold on the Democrat Party and even getting more so on the Republican Party. And we have put a strategy in place to get off of fossil fuels that is inadequate it did not take into consideration things like Russia attacking Ukraine. It did not plan for all the things that could happen. It was a poor plan, and, and that's the root cause as far as I'm concerned. And unless we decide energy is national security and world security, this is just going to get worse. Okay, good point, Mike. Thank you so much for your call. We appreciate your comments this morning, as always. You're welcome. Thank you. Take you. Care now. And now on the other side, Eric, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning, Steve. You are very welcome to be on the show this week. Thank you for uh, joining us uh, with uh, different perspectives and points of view, shall we say. Well, it it took an effort to get out of bed, but here I am. (laughs) Go ahead. As always, I I always uh, thank uh, any any politicians when come on your show and share some points of view, even if I think the points of view perspective is wrong. Uh, as far as Mr. Fetterman, uh, it sounded like there were some accusations being made. But here's the facts. Now let's look at facts. 
if we look at uh, we now have two two senatorial candidates, it might be more, but basically two. Uh, we have one who is a doctor, uh, one who has lived in Pennsylvania for almost 14 months, and we have another one who is a lifelong uh, person from Pennsylvania, got his degree in Pennsylvania, and also has a master's, several master's degrees. So, uh, so we have people academically qualified. Well, let's look at what their record is and what have they been doing. Mr. Fetterman has lived in Pennsylvania his whole life, has served in Pennsylvania as a volunteer, uh, worked his way up through and trying to turn around a, a Rust Belt area town, and then has served as our lieutenant governor for, I believe, two terms. Uh, dedicated person in Pennsylvania his whole career. He His family actually has a, a pretty lucrative uh, insurance agency in York. But Mr. Fetterman didn't choose to do that. He chose to serve the people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Mr. Fetterman, and, uh, just so you know, Eric, Mr. Fetterman has not served two terms as lieutenant governor. This is his only okay, term sorry. as lieutenant governor. Uh, okay, he has served one term as lieutenant governor, which, by the way, is one term more than Mr. Oz has ever served in anything as far as being you know, as a politician or any kind of government. Well, yep. so that's now the criteria. You can't. You must have served in some level of government to be elected to office. That throws a lot of people out. Look at Ronald Reagan when he ran for governor of California. He had no experience in politics. Yet I say he wound up being a pretty good president. And there are lots of well, other examples. He had served as, as a leader of uh, the Screen Actors Guild, and he also had lived in California for a number of years. He just didn't drop into California the year before and run for governor, did no, he? No, but but a lady by the name of Hillary Clinton jumped into New York City and ran for United States New York and ran for United States Senate. Yeah, and so did Robert Kennedy, and I think he uh, has a pretty good reputation, and I think he served right. people so in New York State. Right, you're making my point. There's very well. Right, there's nothing wrong with coming in from out another state and well, running for office. So if, and, you, if and you did those, and did those other people also serve in the military of another? country? Did those also people also are still maintain citizenship in another country and still seek to be a senator of the United States government? You, you know, you make a big deal out of that, but what what is the big deal there? It's not like he's got some divided loyalty. He's lived in the United States. He raises his kids here. He went to school in Pennsylvania, got his degrees in Pennsylvania. He knows the state as well as I would suspect John Fetterman does. Fetterman spent his whole life in the western part of the state. Is that saying he can't represent the eastern part of the state? And he spent his whole life here while Mr. Uh, Dr. Oz chose to move here just conveniently just to try to take over one of our senatorial seats. So what if he's the best candidate? And I think he is. <laughs> based upon what? Based upon his experience as, as a politician? Based upon his service to the people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Based, based upon, upon what, his, Joey, based upon his, Based upon his stated goals and, admir- uh, and wishes for the people of the Commonwealth, based upon his experience as a medical professional. He brings to the table a great deal of experience with respect to what kind of things could keep us healthy or unhealthy, you know? So I don't... Where Fetterman's so, biggest claim to fame is he wants to get everybody high on pot. You know, and and under Donald Trump, he had a uh, what it was a brain surgeon as the head of uh, Department Housing of Housing and, and Urban, Urban Development. Development, and he did a good job. No, he did a terrible job. He didn't do a thing. Uh, so, like sort of like Pete Buttigieg in transportation, who was a mayor of a uh, town in uh, Indiana. So at least he knew something about administration. So uh, you know, it's all well and good that Dr. Oz uh, did something with a heart valve. How that, by any stretch of the imagination, qualifies him to be a United States senator, I don't know. Plus, I just want to make one point. 
I know to you, to you, uh, Hillary Clinton is my goodness persona non grata, and Robert Kennedy. No, I wish you were president right now, compared to what we have. <laughs> Be that as it may, but uh, you know, you're sitting here saying uh, you're putting Doctor Oz with Hillary Clinton and Robert Kennedy. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I don't. <laughs> well, I'm sure you don't, Joe. <laughs> okay, we'll give you the and, last and Joe, word. Joe, it doesn't bother you that that he served, uh, still has citizenship, and served in the army of a foreign government. That does not bother you. No, it doesn't bother me because he's not not walking around campaigning in a Turkish military uniform. He maintained his dual citizenship so that he could make decisions about his parents' health. That's not a big and why issue. Did, why, why did he join the Turkish army then? Because why? he was required to. They have. They require people to serve. So, so it, rather than uh, you know remain American citizen, he decided to serve in the army. He decided to remain, which has at times been directly contrary to the aims of the United States. He decided to remain in a, a Turkish. He did that. Did that for the same reason he remained his dual citizenship. He wanted to be able to make decisions about his parents' health, which is more than Fetterman can say. He he doesn't even make valid decisions about his own health. Hey, listen, our time is up. We got another call pending. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Van, you're on the mark. Before a quick break. Go ahead. Uh, just one thought about Eric there. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was from Austria. He had no experience serving in any political capacity or any leadership position, and he got voted as governor of California. True. Because he was just popular. You know, so the government has rules who's eligible for public office. A lot of it's just age and citizenship, you know, for president. And if, if you're a citizen here in America, you come from another country, you can be a governor of a state. So I have no problem with that. You know, but why do we want to impose more rules, more laws? It, you know, it seems like Eric and others on the left want to keep certain people from being eligible for office. Which and, yes, and then and then we have Joe sitting here who thinks that just because John Fetterman uh, didn't do the best job in caring for his own health, that that disqualifies him from running for uh, governor. Senator, hey, I don't. I have no problem. Anyone can do whatever they want. It's, it's like the saying goes: it's their body, it's their choice. You know, if he's if he's willing to put his his health in danger, that's fine. We have a lieutenant governor that would be behind him if he would be in office, and and uh, he would be replaced. Right now, so you know, uh, from but what I, I'm. From what, what I'm reading about. here, from what I'm reading here, John Fetterman has uh, learned his lesson. He says back in 2017, he first learned that he had a heart condition, but he admits he did not follow up. He did try to lose weight. He did try to exercise. He thought that would be enough, and he says no, it was not. Uh, he he confesses he did not do what the doctors told him to do, and now he says he will not make the same mistake and is following his physician's advice to rest and focus on recovery. And of so, course, now he has a, a defibrillator and <laughs> yes, he does heart monitor in his heart. So <laughs> that's good for him, and that's just to me, it's another reason not to vote for him. Anyway, what I called about was this deal that Joe you brought up last week about uh, the questioning of Josh Hawley, and I, I didn't see the video until a couple of days after you brought it up. But the UC Berkeley professor that he was questioning where Holly was accused by her of, of promoting transphobia and opening the trans community to violence. Right. And I, I actually watched that questioning, and what he, was, what he questioned her about when she accused him of that was, are men able to have children? Are men able to have babies? 
and she went off into this diatribe that he was he was transphobic and he was promoting violence among the trans community and then followed up some other questioning where he asked her if a newborn baby one minute after it's born does it have value and i was shocked there was a huge hesitation before she finally said yes and then he had a follow-up question he asked a baby that is unborn that's one minute from birth does that baby have value and shockingly this is this woman's a professor at uc berkeley she went into a diatribe about how the person giving birth has value but she totally refused to answer the question if that baby one minute from birth has value so what i see among these people is they're so woke that they can't see the obvious i mean when when we have people that are saying men can have babies there is something there's a disconnect in the human brain that these people are so woke that they can't understand that and you know this whole deal with roe v wade being overturned by our uh, supreme court and that given back to the states now to decide i wish too they would overturn this deal about same-sex marriage because there's no legal right for same-sex couples to be married that ought to be overturned and i hope that does get overturned okay we'll give you the last word we got a quick we got to take a break here so we'll give you the last word van that's all I have for today. Okay, thanks. Appreciate your call, as always. Thank you, sir. We've got to take that break, but our phone lines are open, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff. Mark Lawrence on vacation this week. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. The lines are open, so give us a call. And email us at onthemarkwkok.com. One of our emailers says, I'm ready to give Fetterman the Senate seat just to get Eric to stop. Okay. <laughs> Eric might want to call back in on that. And one of our other reader, uh, carp, one of our other writers says, Mitt Romney is a carpetbagger, and Democrats used to hate him, but now they love him since he's a Trump hater. As far as John Fetterman is concerned, nobody seems to be talking about the thousands of great pain manufacturing steel mill jobs that Fetterman killed that could have been created in Western Pennsylvania. Well, I don't know about that, and I also don't. How is Mitt Romney a uh, carpetbagger? He wasn't originally um, 
Let's see, where is he from? He's from U- Utah. Utah, yeah. Right. I, I don't know how he's a carpetbagger. I, I, th- I thought he was a Utah citizen, but I may be wrong. That's true. One of our other emailers sends us a, uh, a meme, which we don't normally re- read. It's our friend Tom. He says, new rule, you can't tell me when life begins when you don't even know when an election ends. Okay? That's kind of interesting. <laughs> now, uh, you know, I spend... When I do this show, uh, here's a little bit of behind the scenes, I seem to spend most of my time on my iPad looking up arguments for uh, phone callers that were like 10 minutes ago. Well, okay, so here's one from back in, uh, this was back in, from March, and it says that uh, several of the world's biggest oil and gas producers are ramping up their crude production as gasoline prices surge, and it does look like Biden will uh, ban imports of Russian oil. So, uh, so the oil companies in America, they are, they are out there looking for more oil, but they also make the point the companies warned not to expect new supplies overnight. Um, you know, and I don't see where, uh, you know, Biden is certainly not fighting against that. But why isn't Biden at Texas? Why isn't he at the places oh. where we have, in Alaska, where we have oil in this country? Why isn't he talking to them about ramping up production well, and what they was, need to do? He was just in Saudi Arabia. And no, no, I'm not talking about Saudi Arabia. I'm I talking understand. about here in the United States. Why isn't he talking to our oil production people instead of blaming the gas stations for price gouging? Yeah, I, you know, that uh, I have I have heard him uh, blaming the oil companies for price gouging. I haven't I have not seen him blaming the gas stations themselves, but if you say it, then I'm sure it's true. Uh, so, you know, there are there are things that are happening. Um, the other thing with inflation, we, we seem to have this attitude. 11%. What's that? That's inflation right now, 11%. And, you know, we seem to think that it's only happening in America, and as you know yourself, Joe, because you're an intelligent man, it's happening It's happening around the world. Uh, but we're not better off than any other country, as President Biden has assured us we are. We are far from better off than other countries. Well, you know, here we see that uh, we've, we've got, uh, from the Pew Research Center, we see where they surveyed 44 countries, and they see where inflation in, those, in many of those countries doubled. In others, it actually quadrupled. Uh, and where do we stand among those 44? Well, I, you know, when I saw a chart, we were like uh, maybe ninth, somewhere between sixth and ninth. I have the iPad. I could look it up Six again. Sixth or ninth worst? Uh, no, we were like sixth or ninth from the top or, uh, or and so. And what were the other 44 countries? Uh, they were, it said they were highly developed democratic <laughs> countries. Highly developed. Okay. I, I, you know, I mean, if you want, I'll take a few no, minutes. No, but let's we'll face it, it, you know, that's subjective. The United States didn't have inflation when Donald Trump was president. We didn't have it. No, we didn't. And we also didn't have, uh, we weren't coming out of COVID-19. And that's still, you know, we, we maybe we try to avoid it, but that still continues to be what is it the basis of uh, a lot of whatever what economic woes we have, and and when, you know when you talk about economic woes, by the way, you're still seeing jobs being created at a pretty good pace. You're also seeing you're also seeing wages actually going up. Yes, which, but nowhere near as much as inflation is going up. No, exactly. And what seem you know things have 
things have not uh, meshed at all. You've got, you've still got restaurants that are uh, closing early or they're not even opening until Wednesday. Well, would you explain one thing to me? How, how is Joe Biden's plan, which thank God Manchin is shot down, how is his original plan that he wanted the Democrats to pass right now, how is that going to help inflation make it better? By spending more money? Ain't gonna happen. No, no, but in the long run had had uh, pieces of Build Back Better been passed, and you would have seen support for business growth, for business development, uh, for strengthening uh, small towns, uh, there was... Uh, Don't forget tree equity. There was quite a bit in Build Back Better that would have made sense. Now, unfortunately, and I'll give you this, when he first started talking about Build Back Better, inflation was not uh, the the issue that it is today. Uh, but, uh, we, you know, we had it been passed... Uh, at least I think America would have been on some kind of a path towards uh, some kind of uh, some kind of economic growth. And it was a very Main Street-oriented plan as opposed to uh, a corporate uh, why plan. Is, why is it, that, you know, and I, and I think this is a fair statement, why is it that Democrats always believe that throwing money at something will solve the problem? Oh, I, when, when you look at, at what Donald Trump did, now stop and think about this. He had this policy that for every one new regulation the federal government wanted to enact, they had to cancel two. Isn't overregulation part of what's stifling our economy? I mean, be honest about it, isn't well, it? Well, it may be. I don't. And sure, you know, when I, I just reading about one of the problems, you know, we did pass an infrastructure bill, and one of the reasons that it has not taken off like a rocket ship is because of uh, regulations, permitting, et cetera. On the other hand, let's look at our own Susquehanna, Central Susquehanna Valley Thruway. Uh, in spite of a major, I would say, a pretty major setback over in the Sealands Grove area with the... Uh, Cost us a year and a half, the right. ash basins. Right. Oh, thank you, Joe. The ash basins, um, it's up and running. So, you know, it's not as well, if... Well, part of it is. Right. Okay. And the other is what? Is what five saying, years off. They're saying it's about five years away. So... Uh, but the thing is, if regulation and funding, when the project, when I first started working on the project, which was quite a few years ago, the estimate was $350 million. Now it's $900 million. Sure. So that delay cost us a lot of money. Right. All right, Ben, you got one more minute. Go ahead, sir. Well, I just want to make a comment about that meme. You know, Tom, he's an example of the ultra-woke. You know, if a single-cell organism was found on Mars, the whole scientific community, along with Tom and all the woke people, they would say life's been discovered on another planet. But yet they're so woke that they can't see that a fetus in the womb is living, that it's life, it's not just a blob. So again, it's, it's a deal. People are so woke they can't see the obvious truth. It's, it's so sad to me to, to think there's people out there that can't even think. Well, that's an interesting point. I mean, I asked the congressman, but this question, I feel that if we're ever going to come to some kind of resolution here, both sides are going to have to give something. And I think if we to say rape, incest, and the health of the mother is an absolute guarantee up to 16 weeks, that that's the floor, and that beyond that, it's up to the states. Is that workable? 
I, I think it is. Now, my, my position, I, I think life comes from God, so I, I would come down and, you know, all life should be allowed to continue on. And I know that's a hard position to, to stand on, but if life is precious and life comes from God, that's the position I have to take. But, like you say, you know, it used to be that we wanted abortion to be rare, you know, but the whole thing of it is the left has revealed that they don't want it to be rare. They want it to be very commonplace. Okay. Fair enough, sir. You got your minute. Actually, a little more. But thanks, man. Appreciate your comments, as always. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. The lines are open. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGran and Steve Kushaloff and you, the audience, are on the mark. Eric wants one more minute, and so he shall have it. Eric? Thank you. Uh, your, your previous caller um, was a man, of course, and talked about life, but doesn't want to give any exclusion for the life of the mother. You know, how can, how can people take us? I, I understand it. Um, I just, it's very interesting that very few women call into this show. And I think part of the reason is because of this male-dominant power attitude that, that almost all your callers have. And uh, I invite more women to call into the show, and I'd like to hear one woman out there express that she believes it is truly correct that there should be no exclusions, no ability for a woman to have an abortion under any circumstances. I'd like one woman to call in and present that point of view. I believe we had a woman do that not too long ago. You must have missed that program. Maybe she'll call and back. Okay, and, and she said, no matter what, if the woman's pregnant, she has to have the baby. Is that was that her? I did not hear the show. She Joe. believed that, that was, was Well, I'm not going to quote her exactly, but her point was that, as our last caller was, that all life is sacred and that it should be respected. So, obviously, you disagree with that, but that's fine. That's your prerogative. That's what makes this a free country. Well, you know, the okay. other... What, what about the life Eric, of the mother? I'm I'm sorry, the wife of a, a, Eric, a, uh, your minute's up. I'm sorry, Eric. Your minute's up. Yeah, but let, me, keep let, me just, let me just touch on one thing. Okay. Eric was trying to make the point. The caller said, all life is precious. Right. And then my first thought was, how about the life of the mother? Now, you sure, said... I agree with that. Right. And so... Uh, and it, it, it goes even beyond just the life of a mother. I was reading this morning about a woman who, uh, she suffered a miscarriage, and she went to the hospital, and they were able to treat her. Uh, some point later, apparently she, again, was pregnant and suffered another miscarriage, mm -hmm. went back to the same hospital. They refused to do what they had done before because now they were so in fear of being uh, held in criminal charges over uh, abortion, they wouldn't, they wouldn't treat her. I mean, that, that, see, that's what's happened, Joe. We have taken this Well, that's why there's got to be some minimum floor, that each side has to give something up. I think, and as a Catholic, I know my church teaches that it's all wrong, but I'm sorry, I would make an exception for rape, incest, and the health of the mother uh, under rape and incest up to 16 weeks. That would be my exception. Okay. And, I, and, and after that, I would think it's up to the states to decide. And yet, but however, you're, you're also saying that if, uh, for whatever reason, the woman does not want to give birth, for, forget all of the rape, incest, et cetera. You're, you're saying that if, for whatever reason, the woman does not want to 
give birth, she doesn't have that right. She well, must give Other birth. than rape, incest, and her health, what are the re- logical reasons that someone, that we should make an abortion permissible? Should it be convenience? Should it be uh, financial considerations? Should it, what, what should we say? Well, what if she has five, uh, what if she already has five children? If she has five children, then she must know what the consequences were of the act she did with her significant other. And of course, this also opens up the whole other issue of there are, there are programs that could be put in place to help these mothers with the five children. Children, Republicans always vote against them. Okay, so you're saying the society needs to be responsible for a woman's decisions. Oh, we're not talking about to raise society. Children. We are. Well, we are. You're no, saying we're not. you're we're saying the taxpayers saying... need to pay for this woman with five children so she can have number six. Right. And see, this gets. Oh, this... yeah. Glad you admit it. No, you and, said right. And see, this is the whole point. The Republicans are so concerned with uh, children up until the moment they come out of the mother, and once they come out of the mother, Republicans just wipe their hands say not our issue not our problem we don't care if this kid can't can't go to school can't eat etc not our problem and so you know you talk so whose about problem is it if uh, let's assume you just indiscriminately have children you're you like to have sex and so you have a lot of children am i responsible for those children probably not but to, joe the point is why with republicans as long as that child stays in the womb, Republicans are so concerned, and they'll go and to any why is it the Democrats want to help him, give him everything once he's out, but don't want to preserve him while he's in? You know, because a lot of these programs <laughs> would do more than just help the child. It would help the family, help the community, and move America and forward. And what about individual responsibility uh, Joe, for your there's circumstances? there's always going to be individual responsibility. No, apparently not tell in a democratically why, controlled um, world. Tell me why. Actually, we, we, poor old Chris has been hanging oh, on here for ahead. a while. Let's, let's talk And to I'm Chris. sure he'll agree with you. So go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a... It's more likely to be uh, your the responsibility is taking care of your own decisions. Right. I agree and with you there. And let's give people the responsibility to do that. And that means deciding whether they want another child or not, and not make uh, biology destiny and force birth on a woman who doesn't want it. But isn't that at the wrong point, Chris? Isn't and the point where the woman should make that no, decision? That's the wrong point because that's the way it happens. Now, you not were really. About, <laughs> the other person was talking about uh, making abortions rare. Well, abortions have been going down, and they've especially been going down among young people. And that's because even though they're having more sex, it's making them educated, it's making them aware of birth control, and uh, proper usage of it. In today's world, who is not familiar with birth control? Yes, but being able to use it properly is is a... well, that's where re- that's where really reprodu- that's where reproductive is a, health is comes a question in. Question of people doing it, but just because you are irresponsible doesn't mean you should be sentenced to having children. But doesn't wait a minute? Just why, because why? you're irresponsible, why? why should it be? Because, because the child, that the innocent baby, that that's innocent that innocent baby had nothing to do with that decision. Yes, and, and that, their an life involves. You're killing something in your womb. You're killing an innocent. You're killing what's going to become a child. Yes, and that and for convenience because you made a body, mistake and you don't want it there. Well, okay. and you're saying that should be. 
uh, the state should be in control of that. So right. for how state, long? All not right. the family, not the mother, so not for the how father, long? not the... At what point, Chris, at what point can they make that decision? Right up to the moment of birth? Can an eight-month uh, or nine-month-old child? As, uh, as, long as, uh, as long as the other side is, is arguing that even the life of the mother doesn't count, then yes, I'm going to take the other approach. Oh, so, but that's not an, that's not that's answering the, right the question. One to take if that's your, if that's the position I'm fighting against. Don't let Joe force you into a into an untenable position, uh, Chris. I don't think it's untenable. If, if the other side is saying absolutely none, even to save the life of the mother, then I'd rather have the uh, I'd rather have uh, up to nine months. Or but Chris, up to, the overwhelming majority of people are not saying that. They're saying I that know, there should be some carve-outs and some exceptions. They're saying that they like Roe versus Wade, too, 70%, and it's going up since it's been eliminated. Mm. Okay. You know, Mike. Right. Well, we'll give you is the last true? word. Yeah, huh? Okay, my last word. Yeah, we'll give you the last, last word. My last word is Joe Biden did talk to the oil companies, and they don't want to raise production because they think that gas in the long run is not, is not where their future is. Fair enough. In terms of uh, more production. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Always appreciate it's your not, call. It's, that's the reason. All right, man. Thank you. All right, Mary, hang on. We've got to take a quick break, and we'll get to Mary in just a moment. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. That was just in case you forgot what you were listening to. <laughs> okay. Mary, you've been kind enough to hang on during the break. You're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'd like to comment about abortion. Fair enough. Go ahead. I can see abortion if it's rape, incest, the mother's health, and the baby's health. I can understand that. But I don't understand. There's birth control pills. There's a day-after pill. There's a tubal ligation. Why, why so many people have to abort these babies? If they don't want them, why don't they use protection? That is the logical question. I mean, our prior caller, Chris, said was talking about them at, at birth, but I think the decision when you decide to have sex, you know what the possible outcomes are. I don't believe there's anybody today so naive that they don't understand that there are protection methods available to them that allow them to do what they want to do, but yet not suffer the consequences. And, and even Chris said that uh, the abortion, that abortions are actually going down, especially, he said, among young people who are better educated as far as birth control measures. 
Then you've got some people out there, such as your favorite Supreme Court Justice, Clarence Thomas, who's making noise about uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, get rid of contraception measures. I doubt that would happen. There's a, I like to say about these protesters, these uh, mothers, what, what would these protesters think if their mother would have aborted them and they wouldn't be around to protest? Amen. <laughs> well, you're right. You know, but it, uh, so much of this still comes down not only to choice, but even privacy. You know, we had a caller uh, this morning who said he's even against uh, same-sex marriage. My my feeling is if two gay men or two gay women want to be married, why is it why is it my business? Why is it the state's business? Uh, let them get married. Uh, but you know we seem to we seem to uh, favor freedom on some issues, such as, for instance, whether or not somebody should get a COVID vaccine. No, I've got the freedom not to take it. Okay, but then when we turn around and we deny freedom on other issues, two gay men want to get married. No, no, we're against that. Why shouldn't they have the freedom to get married? So that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, to me a lot of. Go ahead, Mary. No, I, I don't care about that, but pushing this on children in these schools, some of these schools are asking, are you a, a boy, do you want to be a boy, or are you a girl, do you want to be a girl? That I don't agree with that. Yeah, I agree I with mean, you. This, this is grade school. Right. Uh, there's no reason why kids in, in third grade should be subjected to that kind of material no. or asked to make that kind of a decision. Now, you're right. Absolutely right, right. Mary. Later on, if they want to do that, that's, that's their business, that's their privacy, whatever they want. But okay. you don't teach them that. Amen. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Call again. Take care. Okay, we have two calls, one online, one coming in, and Al will give you about two minutes and then the other caller, too. Go ahead. All right, thanks for taking my call. Um, I wonder what the doctors think. Um, a lot of doctors probably would never perform an abortion you know, because they may still believe in the Hippocratic Oath, which I think they don't even have to take anymore. Uh, so I don't know where that's going. But uh, I know if I was a doctor or in charge of a hospital and I decided not to allow abortions in my hospital, by any of my doctors, would would there be consequences if they, you know, have things like that? And you know, I I say, you know, it's murder. And of course, you want to keep if you're a murderer, you want to keep it quiet. So why are they out there protesting so they can murder their babies? Uh, because your representative that was on said they. They are so extreme, they want to do it right up to the last minute before birth. So what? where does it stop? And, Joe, you say where you want it to stop, and, and that's a starting point. That's where the compromise comes in. Well, otherwise, we're never going to get to any anywhere with this issue. It's just going to keep coming up. It's, it's like slavery during the pre-years before the Civil War. You know, we look for compromise after compromise after compromise, and we never find one that actually works. Until well, we both had sides... a compromise to get our country, Joe, and we knew slavery was wrong at that point. But we compromised on it and, and put it off, but we still made our country, and then we made it right. 
and we're going to make mistakes. That didn't help the people. That didn't, road, that didn't you know, help the people who were make ensla- it right. That didn't help the people who were enslaved during those years. No, it didn't. But it, at least it was on the burner. You know what I mean? And and we I'm knew sure that we was a great consolation to them. <laughs> couldn't continue that sin. Okay, fair enough. Listen, we gave you your two minutes. We got to get Bob his two minutes. Thank you, Bob. You're on the mark. You got two minutes. Go ahead, sir. Bob. Hello, Bob. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello. I'm having Hello. a little. I'm there. You got. You're I, on now. I, yeah, I just want to say, you know, there's so many children that get pregnant, and that you know, you say about there's birth control and all this and that. Well, you got ten year olds, eleven year olds, twelve year olds. 13s, 14s, 15s, they're not going to tell their parents that they're having sex. They're not going to have a, a way to get contraceptive. So, you know, they need a, an escape route, too. All right, but what should that escape route be? An abortion? That's a pretty dramatic escape route. There have to be other things that could be done to help them well, oh, before you know, they get to why, that point. Why shouldn't the schools be involved? Like, you know, everybody's saying, well, the schools shouldn't ask you if you're a boy or a girl. Well, they should ask you if you're having sex or not. How about that? Well, then what do we do about it? I mean, you're asking the schools now to be responsible for the morality of children, and that's not their purview. Well, if you're going to ask them if they're a, a you know, what they want to do is they're transgender, that's, you know... Something else, well, you shouldn't be asking them know, that we, either. I mean, I don't think you should be saying putting that kind of an idea into a kid's head. No, I, I've never had that in my school. You know, well, I never did I'm either. From the old school. You know, uh, we. I'm probably older than you, Bob, because I seem to be older than everybody. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, we started health classes of all things. Yeah, maybe, they, uh, maybe uh, con- contraception and reproduction should have come up then. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, Bob, thanks. We're out of time. We appreciate your call, Steve. We appreciate your comments. We invite you back tomorrow to finish what it is you are about to say. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff, Mark Lawrence on vacation this week. You're listening to On the Mark on WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.